Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, Contact is a travelling theatre performance presented by Korkadarka and Cork Midsummer Festival with support from the Arts Council, Cork City Council and the Creative Ireland Programme. It'll be taking place between the 11th and the 14th of June and again between the 18th and the 21st of June at various locations around Cork City. So I decided to ring the director, Pat Kiernan, to find out more about this. And assuming, of course, when he answered the phone, he was at home. Pat, you're at home, I assume, like we all are. Yes. Yes. The Midsummer Festival and Corkadorka have got together to have your own slant on the whole problem that we've had to go through in the last three months, and that's lack of contact. And it's a piece called Contact. I assume the irony there is in the lack of. And it's going to be a travelling theatre performance sometime between the 11th of June and the 21st of June as part of the Midsummer Festival. I didn't think I'd be having an interview with anybody within six months about any theatre show taking place anywhere in the country. So this is unique in itself. You must be quite chuffed. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose, really, you don't think of it like that. Mm. An impulse as a theatre maker to make theatre. Yeah. And I suppose in general, in terms of the sector, that it's such a huge change for us not to be able to make work. Yeah. A lot of us. Yeah. Particularly venue-based work, of course. So I just really wanted to see if it was possible and it was on a bit of an impulse to try to make something immediately, you know. Do you know what I was given? I was given your notes by Jean Carney, 14 points that you had. What can we do as opposed to what can't we do? Yeah. For instance... We won't be doing something that's online because that's what everybody's doing at the moment, right? Mm. You'll be working with local artists and local arts workers and you'll be creating something that would be visual rather than verbal. So that in itself helps create a space between the performers and the audience. What you've come up with is contact. So did you devise that yourselves? Because it's yourself working as a director and you also have Aideen O'Donoghue and Cormac Mahali working as actors who have experience in what they call physical theatre. Yeah. First of all, some of the people working on the show aren't in Cork. Mm-hmm. The designer has worked with us from Dublin. Yeah, wow. The production manager has worked from Dublin, Rob Fury, who we worked with, Owen Boss is the designer who works with any productions. So it was a team that was in place really for Aideen's play that we were scheduled to do for the Midsummer Festival before all all of this kicked in. We spoke to her on the programme about it a few weeks ago and glad that that's been kept on the shelf and its day will come. So this is what you came up with instead. Yeah, I wanted to make a piece of theatre. Yeah. The big influence for me actually was Scott Duggan projecting films Mm. on Windmill Road in Cork. He did it first, I think. Oh, yes. And I think he's been doing it since also. And I thought that the idea of rather than thinking about bringing people somewhere that yeah. you go to them. Yeah. If, if you wanted to bring them somewhere, okay, yeah. is that there's still a nervousness about gathering or whatever. So it felt to me the idea of actually bringing it so people can go from outside their front door or from their window, their bedroom window, yeah. go as far as the hedge, that that suddenly became possible. Of course, then, that in terms of what you're saying about the physical actors, like 
Aideen has trained in Lecoq. I would have worked with Cormac with the Lords of Strut. I've directed a few of their shows. So very aware of his work, his ability to communicate physically how we can make something that will read from distance without text. His experiences like circus work or even street theatre, which is designed to work from a distance, like within parades or surprise attacks on streets or even in the big tent, you know, all that kind of stuff is designed to work from a distance. Yeah. You spoke earlier about the absence of contact, but I think we've learned new ways of contact and how possibly to make that. How can you make it meaningful or successful? within the restrictions. And I think for me also, some of the most moving images I've seen over the last couple of months were people trying to contact through surfaces, whether it be windows or... Yes. Mostly windows, actually, where you see people... Touching hands through glass, yeah. Yeah, very much the visual idea that we began with and I suppose the task we set ourselves was how can we communicate that? How can two people, two characters who haven't seen each other make contact with one another through a hard surface and make it meaningful or successful, you know? Speaking of hard surfaces, I presume there's a prop involved and this is another part of the show. You use big props that register from a distance. Yeah, absolutely. The set really is a very big perspex-type structure that is between them. And of course, we are working within very particular conditions at the moment as well. So there's a huge theatricality in the circumstances that we're in at the moment as well. You know, in the show, it's about acknowledging and accepting the conditions. And then ideally something happens that wasn't expected, an element of contact, not a physical contact that was unexpected and successful and allows the two characters to leave each other again in a way that they feel something meaningful has happened. I remember a show years ago called Bent. There was two characters in it and they were just literally spent the second half of the show picking up a brick in a concentration camp, taking it over and putting it down, bringing up another rock, taking it over and putting it down. There was no contact between the two of them. And for an hour, they just passed each other by doing this meaningless job and fell in love without any contact, mm. you know. And when and when you say they, Connor, you yeah. mean you, because you were in that show, and that was an amazing <laughs> show. Uh, <That's> right. <laughs> it's Red Kettle. It was Red Kettle production, but I was killed off by that stage. <laughs> oh, These were two guys that made the show what it was. Mm. Everything is transcendent, you know. Yeah, that was a great show. The other side of it is you're going to bring it into the community, So I presume it's designed to work anywhere in front of any kind of audience of any kind of background or any understanding or even lack of experience of theatre. Yeah, so effectively it's like theatre in the round, large green spaces with houses around it. Great. And I suppose, do you know what, I think like the really good thing about this is that I don't think we would have done something like this only for the circumstances we find ourselves in. And I think that that's really exciting. And I think that like, you know, in terms of the language as we're making it, we're very aware that sometimes I suppose in theatre we can be conditioned to accept we're we're making work for people who understand the medium. Mm-hmm. Well, as I think we're really, really trying to take care with this, that it's really interesting theatrically and that it can be understood yeah. from your bedroom window if you're looking out through the blinds <laughs> from a distance of 50 metres or 100 metres or whatever. 
Well, I suppose there was a tradition in the medieval times of Commedia dell'arte, it's street theatre. Out of that grew, I suppose, the circuses and the clowns and all of that stuff that was designed to have a public appeal. People would be encouraged to stop, to watch and maybe to donate. And that's how they made their living. Yeah. In a way, you have to obey the same rules of if it works, they love it. And if it doesn't, well, you're out of a job. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's really, really valid in terms of what you're saying there because I think it's, it's like street theatre insofar as that you have a responsibility to engage, yeah. maintain that contact of engagement and don't stay there for too long either. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because you might have an appointment up the road or you may need to get to a certain shop at a certain time or whatever. So yeah. the whole thing is relatively short as well. You know, and I think we spoke about it being a moment. We're trying to create this hopefully beautiful moment that people will witness and stay with for that period of time. Okay. And this is the frustrating part of the whole exercise. Even you don't know the answer to the next question, other than it's going to take place on certain dates in Cork City, I presume, as part of the Cork Midsummer Festival. But you don't know where, other than it'll take place during the day, I presume. No, it's going to take place at night. Okay. Yeah, because we, we, we have Mick Hurley, who's the lighting designer on us. It's very important that we will do it at, at a time that our lighting will register. So yeah. part of the show as well is the installation of the elements that we bring from a number of different vehicles. The crew will install the set, which is part of the show. Yeah. The installation is very much with the images of that we would have seen of people with PPE, oh, wow. uh, hazard suits, masks, headlights, wow. almost like a crime scene. <laughs> they sterilize the site, install everything. Then they leave and these incredibly colorful characters have their moment. Yeah. They then leave when they're finished the performance. The crew who will be seen to be as performers really are part of the choreography of the whole piece will then in front of us, deconstruct the whole thing, put it away, and off we go. That's extraordinary. We'll leave it at that, because if we say any more, we're just giving stuff away. <laughs> um, people just need to be patient, and hopefully fortune will smile upon certain sections of the city at a certain time around dusk, I presume, when lighting would work better. Yeah, we're going to do two a night, so we're going to do 16 in total. There'll be... Uh, um, as part of the festival of the Midsummer Festival, which yeah. is great that we have managed between us to be able to do this. And, you know, huge support from Cork City Council as well, because such short notice yeah. and the Arts Council also that they have allowed and enabled us to make this happen, which is fantastic. Yeah, I think this is actually wise use of public money, money from the arts, opposed to some other schemes that were come up with recently. This is the way it should be done where the public purse has been used purely to the benefit of the public. What comes around, goes around. And I don't know where you'll be, but I'm sure hopefully you'll come around soon. As I said to you earlier on, it's like guerrilla theatre. You're just going to go in, take no prisoners and leave an impression. And hopefully it yeah. will last. Listen, Pat, thanks for your time out and enjoy this. It's going to be some some skirmish. <laughs> Yeah. Listen, Connor, thanks a million. And I am definitely going to steal the term guerrilla theatre. Okay. You're welcome. (laughs) Sound. Cheers, Pat. Thanks a million. 
Okay, see you, Connor. Bye-bye. So, coming to a space near you, a green space or a street, presented by Korkadarka and the Cork Midsummer Festival. Contact will be performed at dusk between the 11th and the 14th of June and again between the 18th and the 21st of June, twice nightly, at various special locations around Cork City. Hope you get to see one of them. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.